What's up, Badger fans? It's the the last therapy show of the season. We were this close. We should have won it. We should have won it. Let's talk about it. Falcon. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. Oh, Justin, man. Like last game of the year, they had it. They had it. They should have won it. Tammy, you got to get out of here, but my son is crashing the party again. They lost to LSU 35-31. We have sad music? Is that what I'm getting here? Yes. Lincoln, you got, you got to get out of here. Wait, we need to be pensive now for a little bit? And like, look inward, everyone. <laughs> Clearly my children do not feel the pain of this. Uh, all right. Um, Let's, honestly, incredible game for the first three and three quarters. And then we lost poise. Like in the big moment when we needed it most. We lost our poise, and I hate to say it because I don't want to. I don't want to beg on anyone in this game because they everyone played so well. But that was brutal to watch how that ended. That that had shades of the Minnesota game where we we came down and then had like what was it like ten penalties in a row? <laughs> like we turned it into like a third and like thirty five or whatever. It was. it was the worst thing ever. Yeah. This it's like we we had it what second and two or whatever. I can't even remember what it was in this. And then suddenly we had like three straight sacks where we lost like 25 yards. I thought, I thought we were going to like, honestly, it felt like we were driving, we were doing well. And then it, the wheel, the wheel just came off of it. Right. Yeah. It felt like the offensive line had some issues. Mordecai, this is, this is the one spot where, and there's a ton of good to get into here. There really is. Like there's a ton yeah, of good. Let's get the bad out of the way and then go to the good. But like, there's a moment where it felt like the old Mordecai reared his head a tiny bit. Yeah. Right. Like rip the ball. Because yeah. it, LSU on that very that very last play, for example, they blitz more than we could block. You yeah. got to get rid of the ball. Yeah, just drop it off to somebody and let them make a play. Like if you if you throw a five yard pass that he has to run fifteen yards before somebody gets to him, given how deep everyone was playing, so be it. But at least take the opportunity that somebody makes a block for him, or he squirts through and somebody misses a tackle. Like you have to give an opportunity there. But yeah, it was it was rough watching that ending. And they played so well. And it looked like they had LSU on their heels. And then a self-inflicted wound ended up costing us. And that's kind of been the story of the season. Self-inflicted wounds where things were just not clicking quite right. But there was so much promise in this game based off what we saw. I'm still, like, annoyed. I mean, because we – honestly, it felt like Wisconsin dominated this game. It really did. Yeah, LSU led for, what, like three minutes of this game? Mm-hmm. And, and there were moments in the first half where – like you make a field goal. How big? How big is that missed field goal yeah. by Bacos? How big is that that drop pass by C.J. Williams? That mm-hmm. overturned penalty where Vinny Anthony got the ball to one yard line. Yeah, and it felt like there were multiple points in this game where Wisconsin could have blown it, blown it open. Yeah, and we left the door open. And, and if you leave the door open to a team that is really good, LSU is really good. They have two NFL receivers. They have NFL guys. If you leave the door open like that, Justin, they're going to kick it in. They're going to take it, and that's what happened. Like, we kind of deserve this because we didn't capitalize. Yeah. As much as I – P, I love seeing that the toe was out. And, yes, it was out. But, in all honesty, I, I still think they score on that drive. But 
I, I get it. Yeah, it was a bad call. I don't know how that wasn't overturned. It was pretty obvious on one of the views that his foot was like half out. And I called it when I'm like watching it and they're like, oh, his foot looks in. I'm like, does it? I'm like, because I'm looking at it. It looks like it's on the white. Oh. I, can tell. I don't know what you're looking at. Look, we have to talk about this for a second because we were going to at some point in the show. And P, thank you for making the comment. Justin, thank you for taking it. I was livid on this because yes. his foot is clearly yeah. out. Why do we have replay? His foot is clearly out of bounds. It's out of yeah. bounds. What are you looking at? And it doesn't mean, to your point, Justin, it doesn't mean LSU doesn't score in the next play. Um, it doesn't change the, the, in the big picture. There's bigger issues in this game. But his foot is clearly out of bounds. And the refer- the, the announcer is just like, well, I don't know. Yeah, like, the announcers are brutal on this. This this is an ESPN staff. Oh, Come on, guys. Like, the bias in this is bad. Like, they were not happy in this game until LSU took the lead. And then all yeah. of a sudden, they're, they're joking around and calling it. It's like, really? Like this is the about as biased as it gets of a broadcast, and they're sitting there like in shock that Wisconsin's came to play. It's like Wisconsin came to play against Ohio State this year. They're going to come to play. They did the same thing that every ESPN crew has done for twenty years. They're like, ah, oh, maybe Wisconsin has a few guys who can run. I'm like, yeah. yeah, they do. It's like, it, listen, we're, LSU is more athletes than Wisconsin. We're not. Yeah. We're not here to like make that point, but yeah. like, calm down. It's not like this crazy shock that Wisconsin's in this game. Um, oh yeah, the the two guys on the outside for LSU were the difference in this game. Like they had two guys that were capable of any mistake, and they could make you pay and pay bad. And Forkering, they were just torching him left and right in this game. Yeah, that was a bad game for him. Yes. I, I want to. This first segment feels like the frustration segment. Next segment, I want to talk about some of the positives. But yes. while we're on the while we're on the frustration segment, first and goal at the one. Right, you have that Bryson Williams or Bryson Green touch. We got uh, too cute. We just flat out got too cute there. I thought it was too cute too. Like a, why, why rush it? B, if you're gonna run the ball, just run the ball up the gut. This is yeah. again where I continue yeah, having push, push, push on it. Like seriously, you have a big back in there, and Acre, Acre, I believe, was in on that play. Mm-hmm. Have him come up behind Mordecai, go under center, and I realize you don't go under center very often. Just have him push. Mm-hmm. Just take your chances on that. I'd much rather do that than than running an option play out of the shotgun. It's like, oh man, if this doesn't go right, it's going to take more time to develop than you'd want. Like, that's that's the type of play that if you're trying to catch them off guard, that maybe you you go to. Not something where you're you're running your initial play that you run something like that. And they like, were there. like they broke through instantly on that. Yeah, play. it was blown up. I, I think my biggest thing with that is on the on the one yard line. I don't feel like you necessarily have to catch them off guard. Just hand yeah. the ball. Acre. No, I agree. Like I don't. I didn't want to. I don't want to go yeah, to just, call them off guard on that play. It feels like the upside of that play isn't worth the, the trade off where you get a seven yard loss. Um, and then the other one, Justin, is a ninety eight yard drive from LSU. Like. You know, you pin them. You you can't give them. You're up. You're up. You cannot give them a 98-yard drive, right? That first well, – that, that second play in that drive was the nine-yard draw. You missed a couple tackles. You got to – you got to – defense, you got to you gotta make a play there. And you, I think the, the obvious thing that we saw on this one is just the lack of guys that are able to cause pressure off the edge. Like, their quarterback was comfortable the whole game. Mm-hmm. And that that's why he threw it. Like, I, I – he made plays, but like he had all the time in the world, and that was that was a big part of why he was able to make plays. You didn't make him uncomfortable at all in this game, and that was the issue. Wisconsin played a dominant offensive side of this game, and LSU's offensive line is good, but the lack of playmakers on the def- in the front seven on defense is an, a massive issue, and it's why they attacked the portal as much as they did. It's why they really need to get some defensive linemen still. Yeah. 
Now, Mike H has a great game till the end, but should we really need defense line pressure, Justin? That's the exact same thing you're saying. It's what, it's what you and I have talked about. We've said this a lot. Like, the defensive line, the pressure in the front seven, like, you couldn't get after him today. Even mm-hmm. even on blitzes, I felt like we – and several times at a corner, we sent Allegro, we sent uh, Muma. Even on the blitzes, I didn't feel like we were really getting home. No, not at all. Um, and I, I think with it, honestly, with Allegro, it's just – you can't expect one guy that they have to account for to be enough unless you have a, a guy on the edge who they can't send help. Like if Allegro's coming up the middle, the reason why we used to be able to do so well with our, our interior blitzes was the fact that we had a guy on the edge that drew so much attention that you couldn't help double. And because of that, it it really makes it problematic when you just are mucking up the middle. And LSU's like, cool, we'll just send three guys there and create a wall and stop everybody. Allegro just, it was too packed in. Like they were, there was no room to really get home on there. There's no pressure from the outside. There, I think there's also, I think fundamentally, Justin, if you look back at the last five years of Badger defenses, the last 10 years, there's always been guys who could win one-on-one battles consistently. And I just think fundamentally we lack that a little bit right now. We just yeah, don't have sure. guys that can win one-on-one. one-on-one no, not battles. at all. I don't think there's, and there's nobody that I look at that can do anything but get a, a coverage sack. Mm-hmm. Like there's nobody that's winning in the first second and a half off the, off the snap. And that's an issue. You know, you look at it, you watch what Herbig's doing on Sundays now for the Steelers, the amount of, when you see how quick he is compared to what we have now, it's like, it's night and day. Like there's yeah. nobody that moves like that off the snap. And that would have made a massive difference in this because if you get Nussmeyer having like seeing that guy flash the second, the ball snapped, Suddenly he's off. To, he's moving off his platform, and he's got a throw on the run. And I don't think that he's making half these throws if he's got to move. That makes yeah, him super uncomfortable. No, I agree. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some of the positives, though, some of the young players that flashed. Talk about this game because it was a great game. This was a fun bowl game to watch. Uh, we're going to talk about that coming up next, plus your comments. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one place to get all your sports betting needs, futures, parlays, teasers, spreads. Um, I was on the Badgers on this game. I actually picked them to win. So I had them on the spread. It was nine points. Um, so I made a little money, although I don't feel better in the moment about that. Because <laughs> honestly, like I'm super bummed they lost. But uh, I do all the betting on FanDuel. It's incredibly easy. The user interface is very fast, simple to use. Payouts are incredibly quick and easy. That's where we go on Locked on Network, and we go there for a reason. It is an incredibly easy-to-use betting sportsbook. And now new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. If you're winning $5 money line bet hits, that's $150 back in bonus bets. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's where we go to do all of our bets. It's FanDuel.com slash Locked On. All right, Justin, I, I want to talk some of the good. So, obviously, that stunk, right? We lost the game. I felt like we should have won it. Like there are some really interesting things out of this game though. Um, I'm going to start with the thing we're all here to talk about. The snaps. You're going to say trash. I'm going to say the snaps. It's Jake. Right. Yeah, I, I thought, I honestly thought that's where you were going. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like people, we were, ta- we were talking to the discord. We were texting. We were like, where was this Mordecai all year? Where was this? Where's this passing game? I'm, I'm, I don't want to make too much out of snaps and I don't want to be too hard on Tanner Bordellini, but there is an element of just, you could tell there the is timing. A timing was much better. Timing was much better. And by the way, the other thing I'd point out for a guy missing basically two years of gameplay, Renfro looked great. Like mm-hmm. 
He looks incredible. He 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 can move. Like I, I watched, I was watching him in a few plays. I'm like, this guy's got some juice. Like he moves really well for a center. You see how quick a second that ball is snapped that he starts adjusting to what he's going to block. And I was like, this this is what we thought we were getting. A guy who looks like he can be an all conference type guy with his movement ability. He's going to be a guy who can really come off and block off the snap. And I think that that bodes well for this next next year. And that was a that's a good defensive line for LSU. There's athletes on that defensive line. It's not listen, we we and we've talked about this. You talked about it on your show, I talked about it on mine. This is not like a a vintage LSU defense, but to your point, there's athletes there. There are absolutely athletes on that defense. Uh Renfro held up. I thought the snaps made a big difference. I think the timing matters. The other thing I want to go to is the just overall receiver group, right? I thought I thought Vinny Anthony looked really good. I thought um Quincy Burroughs had some moments, and then I thought Tretch Kekahuna looked like he was basically Anytime they looked at him, and you and I have talked about this for a year, right? When he yeah. signed, when he decommitted, like we've been saying for trench forever. I called it on the last catch when it, when we were in the uh, Discord, and I said, "Look at the separation he has on that that last catch that was like a third and ten or whatever it was, and he had like a fifteen yard catch." I'm like, "No, the guy's not even close to him. Like he's mm-hmm. he's got four yards of separation on the guy." And I'm like, "When you have a guy that's that small and quick." If you don't get hands on him, he's a problem. You, you can't get close enough because he's going, he just, he's too sudden. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is like, I love Pauling. Tretch is even more, even more than what Pauling is. And I think Pauling has NFL type slot guy ability in him. Well, Tretch is a little bigger, right? That That's part of the difference is Tretch is a little thicker. He's a little bit taller. Um, that first catch he had in the flat, this LSU defensive back comes up and he put this move on him. Yeah, linebacker. Yeah, just he didn't he didn't touch him. Like he didn't yeah. touch Tretch. Um, there is a future there with Tretch Kikahuna that if you're a Badger fan, you gotta be super excited about. Let's also talk about Pauling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like anytime Pauling wants to be open, he's open. Yeah. LSU couldn't couldn't guard him. And mm-hmm. there's a moment where I, I I loved it. And I don't know if anybody else caught this. The announcer said, man, anytime LSU, and I'm paraphrasing here, anytime LSU tries to play man coverage with these Wisconsin receivers, they're just getting smoked. When have you ever heard that regarding LSU DBs and Wisconsin receivers? Uh, never. <laughs> with us against any SEC team, we've never heard that. We've always had to scheme open guys in, in the past. And now I think there, there's some legit athletes. Like we talked about Vinny Anthony a little bit outside of this. And I still think he needs to put on some weight. I think that's the biggest issue with him is I think physically, if you can get into him, it's, it's a problem. I think that he is capable of though, taking the top off a of defense 100%. If you don't get in hands on him, he's got four, four speed. I think Anthony is capable of separating from even good cornerbacks, but he just needs to get past them in order to do it. There are a couple times. There's several times he got he beat his man deep in this game. Um, I'm going to kick this to you for a sec because this is kind of the positivity section. What else stuck out to you in terms of you? You were really excited about seeing that this game. Uh, I thought Wooler played a really good defense defensive game on the the defensive side. Um, obviously, again another pick for Ricardo, and I, I think oh. it was pretty clear in this game that they just said decided we're not going to throw his way. You notice that Neighbors was effectively quiet the bulk of this game after the first couple catches. And then it was basically the secondary receiver that did everything for them, which is obvious. Like that's, if it makes complete sense, why take shots at a guy who's probably an NFL corner when you have somebody who is still a work in progress and forkering on that side. And, and maybe he never gets it, but he was rough this game. 
And he I've, he had shown some hints here and there of being a guy who was capable of being a solid corner. I think your point with Rico is really good because um, they really did start going after Corcoran. They started going after Alex Smith at one point. They started mm-hmm. going after basically anybody not named Rico Holman. That pick he made, mm-hmm. like he gets dinged a little bit. Rico gets dinged a little bit about not being the greatest athlete, but that is a – He's a little undersized is really the only thing I can say about him. I think he's probably a, a small 5'10". Yeah, but yes. like the hands and the, the the burst on that, like not many Wisconsin quarterbacks make that play. Like I don't care. No, I, I would are. agree with that for sure. He's a better he's are. a better athlete than majority of the Wisconsin yeah. corners we've seen. Let me give you another one. I thought Bryson Green played well. Like the entirety of the receiver mm-hmm. group, I, I I think that was the biggest takeaway. He had a hundred yards in this mm-hmm. game. He did well. Pauling, I thought um, Quincy had a nice catch. I thought Kekahuna played well. If you're looking, and we talk about this as the, the bowl game is a springboard to next year. Unless you're playing in the playoffs, all these bowl games are kind of springboards, right? The young players, how you look. I think you got to be a little excited about the, re- the receiver group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about I, – I think what you and I thought with this is kind of what we're seeing in the portal a little bit. I think they're they're picking and choosing, but I think that they think there's a lot of promise in that room but they're not super comfortable with not having experience. And that's why they have been kind of still looking, but not ultra aggressive in that regard. Because I think we talked about it. Vinny Anthony has a pretty high ceiling. I think mm-hmm. you look at it. I think Tretches is off the charts. He is a guy I think has all conference to all American type slot type ability down the road. And Outside of that, you have guys like Brooks, who I think has some ability. You have guys like McIntosh, who has a chance, if he can put it together with elite size and some really good speed for that size. There's there's athleticism in that room. It's It has to come together and be skill and athleticism. And then you have NFL guys. I wanted to come back and kind of get comments. I also want to, Justin, talk about some of the, the game management, right? Punting. There was a punt on fourth and two near midfield. Um I, thought, I didn't disagree I thought, with that at all. I thought it, I 100% thought that they should have done it because it, it's a, it's, I don't like fourth and two. I think it, that's an ugly number for me because it, it makes you kind of want to run, but I don't like running at that long of a distance with an athletic defense like LSU has. And then it, otherwise it's a pass play. And it's kind of like one of those pass plays where you tend to get cute and just trying to throw an out on a play where it gets broken up easily. Unless you're going to be really aggressive on it. I don't like fourth and two. Fourth and one, I say go for it. And this Brandon Katz is punting on fourth and two at midfield in college is horrible. I just don't love our short yardage running. Yes, like which is exactly punt. why I was okay with the punt. If like, we, it, it feels like we get stuffed way too often mm-hmm. on fourth and two. And we saw it in this game. We Not on fourth, but we saw it in this game too. Like the inability to run on, on short yardage is an issue for this team. And mm-hmm. I didn't hate that decision, although I do want to – we're going to take a quick break, but then I want to start off um, with the idea. I, I felt like Longo got a little conservative. I felt like the staff maybe got a tick conservative in the second half. We're going to talk about that coming off the break and then just get into your comments. Uh, again, the Badgers lose a close one. Um, mm-hmm. They covered. Honestly, they all played LSU, and they just mm-hmm. didn't get it done. We're going to talk about it coming after the break. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show and a quick second to say thank you to every single person tuning in. You guys are incredible. Thank you so much. And Justin, as always, thank you for coming on as well. Brings much needed insight to help balance out my my frustration. <laughs> I'm also three IPAs in right now, okay. um, as every good Wisconsin Badger fan should be. All right, Justin, let's talk about this because we got a bunch of comments. One of the things I want, I almost want to go back to the offseason where I talked to a Cincinnati reporter about Luke Fickle. 
And he said, you know, the thing, the one thing that Bearcats fans were a little frustrated with, with Fickle, they loved him. They did not want to lose him. It wasn't like sour grapes, but they said at times it felt like he played not to lose. At times it felt like he got a little too conservative. I felt like in the second half, whether it was Fickle or Longo, they, I thought Mordecai played incredible. And we haven't even really talked about Mordecai. I thought he mm-hmm. was incredible up until that last drive. Mm-hmm. It felt like they started trying to run out the clock instead of continuing to play the aggressive game that Mordecai was playing. That was my gut on it. Um, where were you on that? A little. I think part of it was they wanted to start burning some clock, and I that was pretty obvious to me. Like They, they knew that this game was – they wanted to do two, two and one. I don't know if it's necessarily that you want to be conservative, but they wanted to have a drive that was going to require – to eat up some clock time rather than score quickly. And, yes, I guess you'd say – you know, by definition, that's being more conservative. I think it was more they wanted control rather than just chucking it down the field and potentially continuing a shootout because you're waiting when you play a game where it's just a flat out shootout like that, it's going to be the first, the first team to screw up. And that's going to be the team that loses the game. And I think that their way of looking at it was the more chances we have at this, the more likely that things are going to go wrong. Now it, it, I think it took you out of your, like you were really humming along and it kind of took you out of your rhythm. And I think that's the bigger part of it is that we just, we, we weren't running the ball terribly in part of this. Well, I'm not agreeing. I'm not necessarily agreeing Justin like handling it that way, but I can understand wanting to do that. Cause I was kind of looking at it. Like you wanted to play keep away a little bit in the fourth. It's fourth quarter. It's four minute offense. It's basically yeah. what you're trying to do. Badger Borwell says, wow, Justin sounds just like PC. I just chuckle. I saw. I have to put that no, up. No. I mean, I hear what you're saying from their perspective. I felt like it was a mistake. And I kind of I, I agree. I, I I think I, it was too, given how much you're humming along, but I understand why they wanted to do it. And but and, and just to be to be completely fair, even though I, I I do kind of disagree with it, I felt like Tanner was controlling the game. I thought he was mm-hmm. playing really, really well. I would have put the ball more in his hands. I thought Aker was running pretty well, too. If you want to be fair and, and look at both sides of this, um, Aker had a pretty good game. But it, it really did feel like when Aker was running well, it was because LSU was worried about Mordecai passing. Mm-hmm. And then Mordecai, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, and then LSU kind of crowded a little bit, and we said, we're going to try to run off the clock. I thought – You're passing so well, in my opinion, what you should have done was just eating the clock in between plays. Don't don't try to run – you know, don't snap until five seconds left then. Mm-hmm. If that's how you want to run clock, but just keep keep passing. You're in a rhythm. All right, let's get into some comments here. Um, there, there's a couple of really good comments. Like John Shapiro said, coaches did a good job preparing for this game. I thought so as well. This team, what have we talked about all year, Justin? Slow starts, mm-hmm. right? Coming out of the gates, being down 14. This team was ready to play. They were fired up. They, all the talk was how LSU was going to win by 10. Um, look at all the people Wisconsin doesn't have. LSU wants to win 10 games. Wisconsin was more ready to play than LSU. Mm-hmm. I thought the coaches did a great job. Yeah, I mean, get, this is the best offensive game we've had all season. Like, it's it's not really close. So I, I can't really take too much issue with the, the coaching staff. I think what the the issue is, is we still continue to look at the roster, and it's it's not quite where they want it to be yet. It's, we, we were the less athletic team in this game, but the gap was closer than, than where it's been. And I think that it takes another massive step this, this coming year. And that's – we wanted this game. It was clear they wanted this game. I think they wanted to control it at the end, and it was just a matter of you made a few mistakes that I don't think you can ever account for. Like the the quarterback just losing the ball. Like 
he was so good up to that point and just seems like he just completely lost lost his poise. That was such a killer play. Like that he that's the best game. I mean, obviously the best game he's played as a badger, but that's gotta be one of the best games of his career. Mm-hmm. Like he was torching LSU in a mm-hmm. bowl game. He was on point, he was in rhythm, and then just to have that last drive, right? It just sucks. It sucks mm-hmm. for him personally. This was great NFL film. Like this, mm-hmm. he was gonna lead Wisconsin to this bowl game victory over an SEC opponent. And then it just like to your point and what we talked about in the first segment, it just fell apart. Yeah. Turn into Shane Falco. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> said, "Would have preferred losing fifty-nine to zero. No, I mean I would disagree with that. Like everybody has their perspectives, but I this was a good game. This is at least fun to watch. Um, I wanted to kick this over to you, Justin. You start with this one. This is from Kenneth. He says, pass rushers. Um, my point is, my question is, that's the biggest hole in this team remaining. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's the toughest position to get, and why we need why they need guys like Anelu and uh." Highberger to come in and be hopefully ready to play fairly quick. And if, if the speed is there, there's a chance those two guys as pass rushers could be ready as freshmen. Her big played as a freshman in pass rush packages. I think there's a chance that both of them are capable of doing that, which would be a huge influx. And I think guys like Lowry and Pius also add to that substantially. They're both very athletic guys. They're both quicker than what we have there right now. And that's really the difference here. If you start getting edge pressure and collapsing the pocket, those guys in the middle have a chance to push. And that's where you get Allegro finding some cracks to, to work through in a, in a game like this. And that's was the problem in this game. We weren't able to get pressure on them to, to put them on their heels. This game is a blowout if, if we have any sort of pass rush. Because Nussmeyer probably would have panicked a little bit more and either thrown the ball for grabs or he just wouldn't have been as, as consistent as he was. I, you know, there's a ton of comments in here. I mentioned defense line's a biggest issue. There were a ton of comments about the cornerbacks losing coverage. Obviously, we talked, we saw that we talked about it. They had a lot of time to it, throw the football. That's my bigger point, right? Like, if you get some pressure, and it's not absolving some of those corners. There was some really mm-hmm. bad cornerback play in this game. Um, but if you if you get pressure on him, he doesn't have four seconds to step back, scan the field, and mm-hmm. throw that deep vertical. Like, mm-hmm. you just you got to make him more uncomfortable, especially as a young quarterback. This isn't Jaden Daniels who. You're trying to contain. You're worried he's going to break the pocket. This is a first-time starter who doesn't have elite mobility. Right? Mm-hmm. You got to make him uncomfortable in a bowl game, and we just, we just weren't able to do that. Unfortunately, a couple times he hit him, but like he just weren't able to do that consistently, Justin. And I think mm-hmm. it could they work together, right? Coverage and pass rush obviously work together, but I think if you get great pep pass rush that that's the answer to helping your pass defense more than getting better coverage in my opinion yeah i i 100 agree with that and that's been the problem all year this defense just does not have guys who are disruptive we have to figure that out I'm, oh man uh, there's so many comments here we're not going to get to them again i'll always do a wrap-up show on it justin if there's any comments that you see or anything else you want to get into please take the stage so I'm, I'm gonna jump on brandon katz here who continues to say that we wet his pants and whatever we threw for like 140 yards in the second half. So I, I want to stop acting like all we did was run the ball in the second half. We we still threw the football. We were more balanced than we were in the second half. We threw the ball 40 times in this game. Like I, I know you can argue that we got more conservative, and yes, we definitely did. But it's not like we just did a Michigan and ran the ball 26 times in the second half. This is from um, – I like this comment here. This is from JP. It's just frustrating that it seems like we dominated but lost. I, I want to add yeah. on to that. And I, I'm, I I'm, sure, that. I'm sure there's going to be some LSU fan watching this that I'm going to get a comment about. But Wisconsin, 
should have won this game. There were so many yeah. moments in this game. And listen, should have, would have, could have. Nobody cares about yeah. that. Right? I get that. But there were so many moments in this game where it, I feel not terrible coming out of it, right? You had the Vignette catch that got overturned with the penalty. You have CJ Williams dropping a pass. You had Balco's missing a field goal. This is the best Wisconsin. Let me, let me flip it around like this. To me, this is the best Wisconsin performance of the year. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's particularly close. I mean, the, you can argue the defense. You can argue the defense, I mean, a little bit in this game. They, they weren't great defensively. They played really well for the first half, but I think that they, they started to wilt a little in the second half, which is, I think, LSU figured this out. They kind of knew what they could get away with against us in the second half, and they started taking shots. They were willing to hold on to the football a little bit longer once they realized that we couldn't get home. Yeah. And they're like, let the, let the deep plays develop. Uh, Dean Storm says the DBs coming in would have made a difference besides Holman. There was a comment in the Discord on that long catch where I think it was four Kring got beat for the touchdown, and the comment was that's why you need to go get a guy like Xavier Lucas. And whether it's yeah. Lucas or Agar or Harper or it's one of the guys from last year's class, Justin, maybe it's a Snowden. Um, or DeClona. Yeah. Or DeClona, right? That's where that defensive back upgrade is going to come in and help because you saw multiple times where LSU just kind of out-athleted us on mm-hmm. the end, which SEC, SEC, SEC teams typically do. I think them upgrading on the edges is going to make a difference in games like this in the future. Um, I think that's a good point by Dean. Yeah. I mean, we knew there were offensive issues with this team coming to the end of the season. There's a reason why a lot of the transfer work has been in the, on the defensive side, and that's because – there were issues with execution on the offensive side. I think we thought the athleticism was there for them to be at least solid on the offensive side. It was just execution had to get much, much better. Yeah. On the defensive side, there were holes that we would look at when you and I would talk about it, that it's just athletically, there are problems here. The middle linebackers look slow and they did continue to look slow in this game. There were times where I, I was watching Cheney on this, where he, the running back's catching it out, and I'm like, he's three, four yards behind him. Like, you can't be that far. you got to close that gap so that that quarterback can't pick up five, six, seven yards on first down. There's there's plays where you watch the corners, you know, on this. There's the defense, the outside linebackers. Did anybody get a pressure from the outside linebacker group in this game? No, and I was, I was hoping, I was waiting for Aaron Witt to get one in his triumphant return. That's too much to ask for me. Yeah, like, I like, I want to see it, but it's – with him just being able to get in the game, I'm happy to see that and get some film. Now he gets, now he has some things to look at and work on. And this is, a, to, to be fair, again, this was a really good LSU offensive line. There's a reason why they scored as many points as they did this season. They did a good job of, of keeping them clean. By the way, can we really quickly point out that Neighbors played the first half, set a record, and then sat out the second half? How crap is, is that? Is that what he did? He, he actually sat out? Because okay. he got the record, and he's like, "No, I'm th- the dude opted out of the second half." I'm sorry if you if you suit up and play. That I've never had an issue with people opting out at all. But if you suit up in a game and play, I'm sorry. If I'm an NFL scout, I'm being like, "You you would have to drag real competitors off mm. the field." I'm sorry if you suit up for a, a to get the record, and then you 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 sit out in a bowl game. That that's unbelievable to yeah. me. I don't know. It's just weird to me, man. But. All right, we're going to kind of wrap it up there, Justin, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. I, I thought this was a great Mordecai game. I think there's a lot of good to build off out of here. I'm really set up with the receiver group going forward based yeah. on what we saw. Number um, one takeaway was that the wide receiver room is act, actually looks like it's developing, mm-hmm. and that is that is very promising going forward into next year. What about Rucci? Let's talk about Rucci for a second. So, Bite Me made the comment, Rucci um, better than Nelson. 
I, I need to go back and watch it. I thought yeah, he I, good, I, I think he looks solid. I, I really need to see like film where I can actually look at him play. He held up the first couple of snaps, but they ran the ball at least the first snap that he was in there. And honestly, I would just need to see what the guy does, like looking at him on an individual basis a little bit more. Uh, this is from Badger Pat. Tretch is going to be a monster. Cody Schmidt, Ruchi looks very athletic. Jake Iannaro, good friend of the show, says, I'm proud of the way they played. They did good. Listen, the other thing I'd say is there, there were a lot of people who thought this would be a blowout. I wasn't one of them. Yeah. Um, but they they competed. Like, they played really hard. Uh, it's it, it's I'm not a moral victory guy, but, like, it's yeah. nice to see a good game. No, I mean, there's they could have come into this game and just rolled over and played dead. Nobody would have said anything about it because of the fact they were expected to get torched. We were playing up a couple of bull, bull rungs in this one. When was the last time you saw a seven-win team go into the the Outback Bowl? Normally, it's a, a nine-win team that's coming in. And Wisconsin is in at seven and five. Probably shouldn't have been there against a team that only lost its quarterback for the most part in LSU and still ended up you know, competing in this game and, and winning. And I realize a quarterback's a big loss, but – it's not like LSU didn't have talent in there and there's a guy who played a little bit before. So it's not like they put in a true freshman who hadn't played a snap up to this point. Yep. Uh, we're going to wrap it there. Um, what about I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with that, Tim. I don't think Tretch has the side to play on the size to play on the outside. He's probably five, nine at best, but the quickness is there. If you let him, if you don't let, if you can't get hands on him, he's going to be a problem because you, I don't think you can cover him if you can't get physical with him. Uh, winning gambler says, "Hey Ryan, you thought the LSU quarterback would struggle? I think he did initially. Yeah. I thought there were throws behind. There's a reason we got up fourteen to nothing. Yeah, I thought there was a pick over over the middle to Rico. He did struggle. Like my whole point was, Jaden, you lose Jaden, you don't replace him. You replace him with a much lesser version of him, and that's why we got up. But listen, credit to him, he found his rhythm. He hit some open receivers. He's got dudes on the outside. I never said Wisconsin would dominate LSU. I didn't yeah. think we would win, but quite frankly, we should have won. Yeah, uh, like." Ah, uh, doggone it. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. First show of the new year. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Justin, as always, for jumping in. Obviously, a bunch more content with this show or with this game coming up. But I think there's really good things to take out of, of this game. Some really good young players that flashed. And it was a, a good playoff we're, game. It we're seeing playoff. clear growth, which is promising. Hey, what did Pickle always say? We want to play our best at the end of the year. They did. They did. 100%. All right, we're going to wrap it up there on Wisconsin. Thank you guys so much. Nick Hitchens says, thanks, guys. Happy New Year. NJ Happy Badger. New Year. Onwards and upwards. Double Badger says, love seeing Van Dyke and Mabry on the sideline. Bunch of clips of the Mabry on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a really good one, by the way. The announcer was like, oh, there's the future quarterback of Wisconsin. And they, they were kind of talking about Tyler Van Dyke. But meanwhile, Mabry met Toyota. Yes, right I'm next like, to him. <laughs> <laughs> on Wisconsin, we'll talk later.